All information given in this episode is for educational purposes and should not be tried prior to consulting a licensed physician and or certified state or accrediting bodies. We encourage all listeners to research, talk, and make all inquiries to all of the important professionals and governing bodies before acting on any information heard on the Day Love It podcast. Any action taken by any listener is done by and under their own omission and action, whether conscious to the results, positive or not. To the Della Fit Podcast, 360 degrees of holistic fitness and health, all in one podcast. Welcome to the 360 degrees of holistic fitness and health that is the Della Fit Podcast. We have a great guest for you today. I enjoyed this guest last time so much that I was like, you got to come back. You got to come back. Um, he helped us immensely uh, just to get rid of some much needed baggage. That's the way I like to think of it. Uh, today, we have special guests, Daniel Magina. How are you doing today? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> so happy to be here again. I really had a good time last time, and I'm glad that I've got the opportunity to come back in and hang out with you guys. Awesome. And it, I am super stoked and amped and all of those positive uh, uh, words to have you back Daniel because last time you just totally were throwing stuff off the table you like stop the meditation you, <laughs> if you don't want to be a better person just just stop it stop saying you want to accomplish goals and you don't want to accomplish goals and I was like wow this is literally everything I have wanted to ever say you know, as the host I can't always say <laughs> So today, Daniel, with all of the things going on with, uh, of course, pandemic is consistently, this will probably be the talk and maintaining this conversation and involved in our conversations as we go probably for the next three to four, five years. Um, probably. I mean, we're li- literally living in history and there's, let's just be honest, everybody out there, um, we don't know what else is probably coming throughout history we we don't know we really don't know so this is just part of it you know we're as people listening to this hopefully 10 20 years later you know i don't have any oh, i do have some wood i'm knocking on it you gotta yeah. find it right <laughs> as people will hopefully listen to this they'll understand how much was changing in our society one of the things I see changing and I would like to see change more is the distributing or the distribution of wealth, but maybe not in the sense of how we discussed it in the past. Maybe we're seeing the dawn of a new era of individuals who are entrepreneurs, who are taking that whole necessary uh, path into their own hands, which leads me to a wonderful segue today's episode is who wants to be a millionaire daniel you do this this is what you do (laughs) you help people become 
I'm going to say financially uh, uh, free mm-hmm. and, and and independent. Mm-hmm. All right. So please, the floor is yours. How do you do this? Well, first and foremost, like, thanks again for having me here. And I just want to just, just lay something out for the listeners. And that's that generally speaking, this journey goes through a series of steps as I teach. All right. So I talk about scarcity at the bottom, stability, freedom, well, abundant, and then wealthy. Let me just break the, the definition of those steps. So scarcity is when we're not creating in our life enough to meet our needs. So whether that's my income needs or whether that's my my, my purchase needs, I, I'm not in a space, whether it's physically or whether it's emotionally to hold the space. So I could have enough income, but based on my emotional st- state or what I have to go through in order to achieve that income, I'm still in a space of scarcity. <laughs> Stability is basically where you know there's water going into the bath but it's coming out through the plug hole at the same level that it's coming in and it's just sitting at a certain stage so if i stop earning income i'm going to be stuck and this is the thing someone could be a seven figure earner and still only stable because if they stop working everything comes crashing down does that make sense so a lot of sense. i just want to just break that down so when we're talking about freedom i define freedom as being able to live the life that i want without needing to work so not that you don't work like technically speaking because of my living costs and where i live my passive income streams really provide enough for me to live the life that i'm happy living all right at least at a basic level However, I like what I do, so I choose to work, but it's a choice. If I don't want to work, I don't have to work. Would there be some limitation on my choices? Yes, but in terms of my bills being covered, um, at my stepdaughter's school and her gymnastics and all her little things, my son having his diapers, my wife being able to go out and eat and we've got food in the house and blah, blah, blah. I can do that without needing to work. I can sit my bum with right? That's mm-hmm. freedom. When we're talking about abundance, is there's an overflow beyond freedom so that I've got more choice and I can do more things I can give away I can go and invest in stuff I can go and expand that's abundance it's an overflow wealthy for me is that I've got more overflow than I even really need I'm now talking about accumulating assets I'm talking about legacy I'm talking about you know going into philanthropy that's what I call you know the wealth which goes beyond the abundance so Jay-Z style. Some Jay-Z, Jay-Z, Jay-Z style. Didn't he just <laughs> sign $600 million of deals this past week or something like that? Like he made like $600 million in deals or something stupid. I don't yep. know. So, the whole deal with Tidal and, and Square that just took place, uh, I think yesterday or two days ago. So we're talking about he's there. Mm-hmm. Do you get where I come from? Beyond that, you've got oil money. Like I spent a lot of time in the Middle East. Some like people that have got more money than they even really know what what to to do with but generally speaking right when we're talking about us on a day-to-day basis we're talking about most people just want to have the choice even if it's not needing to work it's in the work that they do and having the financial freedom that supports them in being able to do that interestingly you said who wants to be a millionaire when i started my my signature program micro to millions a couple of years ago you know a lot of people came into the program like yeah I'm, i want to be a millionaire then they get then they realized you know what i, I kind of just wanted to pay off my mortgage <laughs> i don't dislike my job i actually quite like it if i could pay off my mortgage and know that my ira accounts topped up maybe i've got a second home i'm all right i don't necessarily need to be a millionaire 
like I just wanted to be free. And so what's starting to emerge, and I've seen more and more over the past couple of years, is that a lot of people think they want to be a millionaire. They don't. They just don't want to be subject to someone else telling them how to live their life, that they have to get up in the morning, that someone's telling them how much time they can spend with their family, how much holiday that they can have, being disrespected or being beaten down or not appreciated. They want choice. And that's actually where the focus has been. So there's more people doing that. Do I still have people going out to be millionaires? Yeah, and one of my guys did a, a multi-million dollar real estate deal out of the blue this past couple of weeks with not a penny in the deal. Now, he's been in the program a long time. He's been putting work in. He got to six figures in three months and now it's taken him another six months and he's got up to, to, to seven figures. He wanted it. He like really, really wants it. I've got people that want it and I've got people that like, you know what? If I can have a second income, or if I can have like a couple hundred grand coming in a year so that I don't need to work, but I can leave this country and maybe go and sit somewhere in the sun, mm-hmm. maybe spend more time with my family, then that's what I want. And we're finding more and more, that's what people really are looking for. That's, first of all, that's amazing. And, and I like how you broke down those steps. They're all very easy to understand. Daniel, I'm gonna say this, I won't be a millionaire. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm your first, your first guy right here. We're doing this right now, I'm, and, I, and I'm in, and I'm big into what you put out into the atmosphere. So I don't just want to be a millionaire. Mm-hmm. All right, um, and the reason I say that is because literally, I, I never forget my uncle worked for a guy who was a millionaire, and the guy became a millionaire, mm-hmm. and then he never moved past that. And he he literally got a million, and then it was like he never made it to a million again. So I would like to be a multi-millionaire. I'm with you. All right. Mm-hmm. And for everybody out there listening, I'm going to explain why very quickly. I want to be able to take care of my family mm-hmm. for generations. Mm-hmm. That you know, generational it's wealth. Generational wealth. And and I'm not saying it just for the fact of um, greed. I've seen my mother and father, who are both successful business owners, work and work and work. My father's 81. My mother's 71. They are now in the type of in the time of their life where I would still love for them to be able to just relax, but because they've they're so used to working, mm-hmm. they, you know they they're used to that old mentality of you know you put in the work, mm-hmm. you put in the work, and then you use you know you save and all those other things. Mm-hmm. I want in my children's future to be able to be able to live off their creations not off of just toil if you're going to toil and work hard do it from what you create because i know that you're going to love it instead of this is what i have to do not what i want to do so i'm here bro let's do this you see i got my i'm, I'm i just came out the gym you see i'm pumped up you know what i mean I, I'm, I just let me see you man about, i can't see you i'm just hearing you i want to see you i want to see you i want to see you man I'm, I'm, I'm swole look. right now. All right. I'm, you, I'm, I'm at, at a one, 190. I'm the biggest I've ever been. I'm almost 200 pounds jacked, muscle <laughs> ready. How do we do this, bro? I'm, Let me see your face. Go. I would have seen this jacked up excitement. Change this this screen configuration. Yeah, you want to change it? Oh, man. I'm about to destroy the internet, man. You, you ain't ready for that. <laughs> man, you ain't ready for that. Look, look at that. Look. Mm, I'm a Hulk Hogan. <laughs> So let's do On that hope ish. Well, <laughs> I love, I love that you're coming back to this idea of what am I creating with my hands? Because ultimately, I think one of the ideas that gets so lost, especially when people start looking at ideas like 
manifestation and the law of attraction and all of this sexy <laughs> stuff they lose sight of like a very very simple truth all money comes through and or from other people okay and it does so either with me depriving people of that of that money or me exchanging value with other people for that money there is no other way that money comes to us none now if somebody dies and leaves me something yeah fine but what's actually happened is somebody else's exchanges of value or theft of value gets transferred to me bequeathed to me we're not talking about that right right we're talking about me achieving my multi-millionaire status my millionaire status my billionaire status that's going to happen because i've either deprived people of money by thieving from them and not exchanging value or i've exchanged value with people to the level of acceptable exchange whereby i receive those millions even if i play the lottery do you know why because people if I, are giving in <laughs> because people are putting in so when i win right. the lottery that money hasn't come from nowhere i've taken other people have invested in a game of chance and it just so happened that my numbers came up and i'm the one that collected those people's parts less the profit that was taken by the lottery company right. no magic to it does that make sense so perfect sense when people are stepping into the up to the plate and saying i want to create the first thing i'm going to invite them to say is are you ready to either run the risk of your liberty being lost because you've deprived people of value <laughs> right <laughs> nice way of saying that <laughs> right? right or are you ready to step up and create value that's worthy of an exchange of millions I'm definitely ready for the latter to create value that's Thank worthy you. of because I don't want to talk to you through glass because I don't think I've got into that. Nah, I'm not built for that. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm built, but I ain't built for that. <laughs> you know. But do you see where I'm coming from? Right, I do, I do. So let's look at why people exchange value. What are some things that you've spent money on over the last week? If you don't mind asking. Uh, sure. Uh, food. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see. Just in the last week, I'm, I've been more careful of my spending than anything. But um, mm-hmm. uh, things for my podcast, mm-hmm. um, uh, soap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, basically things for the house. Uh, house and things that you need. Right. So you've contributed to the coffers of the people who have created that space value exchange the store that you, mm-hmm. it, that you bought it from they provide a marketplace for that exchange the people that produce those products went and procured raw materials and made those products and allowed for the exchange if right. you're working with a with a with a client of any kind whoever's listening right you've created a space for value the difference is when something is intangible you have greater scope for you to be able to set the price point for that so okay. if someone wants to work with me in one-on-one coaching they're gonna have to put up some big money to do that Right, they're gonna have to, to put up some stacks. I'm the one that decides the value of that. Now it's whether or not that value, that price point that I set is perceived as being a, a, a reasonable exchange for the person who's coming to exchange values with me. And I do that by number one, showing them that I can provide value in what I do. And number two, setting up so that I'm going to actually solve a problem for them that's big enough for them to wanna make that exchange with me.
when okay. I first started coaching, I was charging $100 an hour. We're going back years now. And people could get me for $100, $100 an hour. Mm-hmm. Why? I didn't have, um, I didn't have, I hadn't established a brand. I hadn't established um, the social proof. I hadn't established that my information, my time, my energy had a high level of value. You can't even get me by the hour now, really. Right. Do you get where I'm coming from? No, someone's going to have to invest in for like a couple months with me and it's going to set them back wherever it's going to set them back. If someone comes into one of my programs, they come and do micro to millions, they're going to spend three grand on the micro to millions program. However, that information that they're paying three grand from is a roadmap for them to go and make a million or more. And I have proof that it's actually done that. So essentially what I'm saying to someone is invest 3,000, put it this way. I'm saying here is a safe Mm -hmm. with as much money as you want in it. If you want a million, you want 10 million, you want 20 million. Inside is the combination and the roadmap, but it's going to cost you $3,000. That's a no brainer. That value proposition is a no brainer. And so when I put that into the marketplace, people buy it and then we have a value of exchange. Does that make sense? Yes, totally. So when I'm saying, when someone steps up and says, hey, like, I want to be a multimillionaire, we need to look at a very, very simple idea, especially when they're like you, they don't want to look through the glass, they want to create their value is, do I have access to, or within myself, the resources to solve big enough problems that make me worthy of exchanging that for millions of dollars with other people? That's it. So essentially, the path to becoming a millionaire is being a problem solver. Business is all about problem solving. It's just that we don't look at it in that, in that regard. If I buy a bar of soap, someone supported me in solving the problem of not being a stinky mother fudger. That's what's actually happening. <laughs> that's, that's Very true. That's, Very true. But we've got competition in that marketplace. There are other ways and means through which I can use to not be stinky. I can use shower gel. I can use another brand of soap. Right? I can use um, black soap, that that's black seed stuff. I can use those different seed, options. Yeah, the black seed oil soap. Exactly. So depending on my perceived value in not being stinky, and then my preferences around how I desire to reach that end, I've got options that are going to dictate who I'm going to exchange value with. But ultimately, I'm exchanging value with someone to solve that problem of not being stinky. Okay. All right. So you you clarified mm-hmm. the first step all right yes so say for somebody uh like a friendly neighborhood podcaster i don't know who he's just a good looking brother <laughs> with glasses. he's a good looking brother with glasses you know where does he start or in, in all jokes aside for those listening out there where do they decide to look in mm-hmm. to see like you know what what where do I want to start looking for this value? Where, mm-hmm. where do I search for it? How do I find what I need to, what problem I need to solve? Mm-hmm. I think for me, this comes down to like the, the bulk of my work, which is beyond intention and the flow funnel, which we spoke about a lot last time, especially when we we're telling people to stop meditating and looking at the construct of reality, which is the place that we're going to actually be creating this experience of being a millionaire or multimillionaire. In order for me to hold an outcome, I need to be capable of holding the outcome. Okay. And if I was capable of holding the outcome, I'd probably have it already. The fact that I don't have it means that I'm not ready to hold it yet. So, you know, let's say for example, I know you probably squat a couple hundred pounds, right? Yeah. Right? 
not bragging, but yeah, I can yeah. do a little something. Yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't, you didn't walk up day one. No. First time <laughs> in the gym. Right? You walked up, you learned form. Right. Right? You learn my, your current capacity by scaling up. You were doing those reps before you got up to that one rep. Right, that right. Sense? And every time that you went in, you did it. You went and healed. You nourished yourself. You got that nutrition. Then you went back again the next week and you pushed yourself to the next level. Right. And so essentially, essentially, you're telling telling all of us, all mm-hmm. of the individuals out there, and, and for all of you out there, listen closely because I want you all to see I'm not just kicking bull turds when I say that fitness isn't everything we do. <laughs> it's everything. I, I, I don't want you all to be like, you know what, he's been saying this for the last <laughs> couple of years, <laughs> but I never really believed him. <laughs> I just want to say that this is another reason I'm glad Daniel is here because somebody else can say it. <laughs> somebody else is going to say it. And that's all I'm going to say. So go ahead, continue then. Continue. <laughs> continue edifying you. Um, edification. So look, let's let, let's put this in, in, in terms, right? Um, I don't know what percent. It's something stupid like 80% of Americans can't scratch together $400. It's something stupid mm. like that. Wow. They haven't got $400. They've, they've got debt. Maybe they can put it on a credit card. Right. But right. they haven't got like like net $400. It's, it's a really stupid figure. Okay. So when you look at that as an as a, as, a, as a construct, we're looking at, and this is interesting because one of my businesses actually <laughs> is around around the credit industry in, in the US, which is insane how things work because essentially you've got debt slavery. It's it's bonkers yeah. the way the debt slavery works in the US. And I remember watching a documentary about this probably twenty years ago in my teens. That was like they make credit so easy to get and then they encourage you to just be able to make the minimum payments but if you just make the minimum payments that debt never gets it never gets taken care of ever it never gets taken care <laughs> of so then like another massive percentage of americans have got a, you know a poor to middling credit score because of the credit utilization because they end up you know falling behind even when you look at the mortgage crisis that happened uh in 2008 which i got stung by in the uk i lost a lot then as well because what was happening is people were encouraged to go into debt slavery taking on things that they didn't have the capacity to hold and then when the piper came a calling (laughs) as they always do as they always do you know we go into negative equity we're unable to keep up that low interest spikes up and i can't meet it then we're going into DROG and people are going into default and losing their properties and so on and so forth and getting collections and all that kind of stuff and charge-offs and all of a sudden your, your, your credit's in the crapper. Now, really quickly, Daniel, mm-hmm. explain very briefly what debt slavery is for those out there because, I mean, it might be a term that they're just not familiar with. Yes. So debt slavery basically means that you're just working to service that debt. The debt is your master. So when you look at the income, the income's literally going out to pay the mortgage, it's going to pay the credit cards, that loan for the holiday, the student loans, and so on and so forth. I mean, again, in the UK, we, we get pretty much free education um they've started to charge a bit more now but like when i did my degree it was like three thousand pounds a year at a top 20 university three thousand pounds a year so when i get a student loan you know my student loan is for like i don't know maybe fifteen thousand or twenty thousand all in including the little bit of money they give me for 
living expenses and so on and so forth so like that's it whereas you guys like a low rent university is charging you twenty thousand dollars a year thirty thousand dollars a year you guys are walking around with 100 200 000 of student debt as a basic like if you're not even i'm yeah. not even talking about someone who's going to be a doctor or a dentist or a lawyer like, like law school for you guys is like 1500 and and i have friends right now shout out to you all because i'm and i want i know y'all know i'm not downing y'all but we know it's real and this is a across demographic across the board across mm-hmm. gender i have friends who are doctors mm-hmm. i have friends who are lawyers they work mm-hmm. in different industries and they're still paying back student they loans they will never pay it back because then what happens is is that the slavery ends up becoming a mentality in terms of keeping up with the joneses so because you're operating this let's say you're in a law firm right now you've got to keep up with okay. those suits right so you've got you got to put down for that suit now you've got to have the right watch on your wrist you've got to have the right shoes you've got to have the right car because you're representing yourself and where's that all coming from it's coming okay. from you pop it on the credit card and then you pay it down from the income so you're making half a million a million dollars a year but you're you're paying out 800 a year, 900 a year in living expenses. So you've got this combination of work slavery and debt slavery. I remember there's a, I'm doing a series for one of my programs now going through a book called The Richest Man in Babylon. And there's a, there's a, there's a story in there, um, a guy called Arkad, who's the, the main protagonist. He's getting some, um, some advice from a guy called Algamish. And this is the beginning of his journey. And Algamish says to Arkad, I stepped up from being a sheep herder to being like getting it in by understanding mm-hmm. that a part of all I earn is mine to keep and Arked's like what I broke my back to get the, the key to making my money to being rich like you and you're telling me something that's not true all of that I earn is mine to keep and then Alchemist said you're a fool think about it you get paid you go to get your food you go and get your clothes you get that thing for your wife you get this and you get that how much is really yours at the end of the day and Alchemist said something that burned me, and I think it needs to burn the listeners too. Alchemist said to Arcade, you might as well just be a slave working for food and raiment from your master, better than you stand around saying that all of that you earn is yours to keep. Wow. Wow. We, with that, we're going to take a quick commercial break. <laughs> Give you all some time to fall back, because I know a lot of you all are like, what? we need to do that really quickly so we're going to do that and because i need to help uh uh help my sponsors (laughs) so that they can help me so we'll be back right after these messages Thank you. 
Their products, which ship nationwide, include Build for CBD saturation, Boost for precision titration, Recovery for rest and rehab. With nine years' experience in hip and fitness, Mountain Maid's founders are focused on creating a quality product to help those who live an activated lifestyle. Check out www.mountainmaid.life to find out more about how their products can help you crush life. And we are back with Daniel McGina as he breaks us out of debt slavery. Breaks us out of all of the nonsense and helps us become more financially fit by giving us the tools. Just a tip, just a little bit, because he can't give it all away right now. So, you know, we got to go through the whole thing. But he's just giving us a little bit today on how we can start the path to becoming a millionaire. So, Daniel, continue. We were in debt slavery. Mm-hmm. So, but still, no matter the type of uh, career that we have, we're paying off credit cards. Yes, at this point, I have a little bit of credit card debt. No, don't ask me how much. It's none of your business. <laughs> none of your business. None of your business. But understanding that that's part of that. So mm-hmm. let me ask you this question, and then and then I'm gonna let you continue because a lot of what you're saying and you're expressing to us right now is not taught it's not basic uh, education that at least i received in the universities i have sought it out Mm -hmm. i've read robbie kiyosaki's book please cancer culture please don't cancel me just because i read this man's book i I know why they cancel him well they cancel him in the earlier part of uh 2020 because of his comments dealing with the george floyd situation what did he say? I didn't even hear about that. Uh, it was, I think, and I don't, I don't want to paraphrase. Um, I'll, I'll do my research. But. I'll, I'll paraphrase. Basically, if I'm correct, it was a statement. I think of dealing with the fact of why does the African community continue to martyr those who break the law? And it was a, it was a big thing that kind of came up in, you know, the cancel culture was like, oh, we're going to cancel him. My statement was the fact of, if you read this man's book, many of the people who were talking about it said they read this man's book. And I'm like, you can't get angry at him because he is, his thinking is 360 degrees, no pun intended, in another direction. He thinks nothing like most individuals think mm-hmm. or are taught to. Uh, where it comes to industry, business, and a lot of other things, you have to read that. Even his his uh, growing up, you can't think the same way, and you can't take everything personal just because of a statement. Mm-hmm. So, and the uh, other thing as well, and people might want to cancel me on this. Uh oh. As a black community, we can't keep giving people space to say bullshit. Hello, digital family. My name is Thorne and I'm part of the Delafit team. We certainly hope that you're enjoying the interview thus far and we'll be getting right back to it in just a few. I just wanted to let you all know that you can go to our website, www.delafitpodcast.com to learn more about us and our host on Moonbay. You should also follow us on social media for all the latest information on future guests, show topics, 
and all of 360 degrees of fitness and health tips and information. On Facebook and Twitter, we're at Delifit Podcast, and on Instagram, we're at DE underscore LA underscore Fib Podcast. Thank you and have a wonderfully fit and healthy day. I'm all right. Since Daniel, you, you opened the door. I'm sorry, but the, door. Just, the, the thing is, and this is the thing that's really winding, really wound me up. When this was kicking off, right, and we had this opportunity to, to really make a stand and demand change, people had stats and data that they can pull out and tell us to, to shut up. We shouldn't have had, they shouldn't have had that open door. Now, it's BS that they're pulling out data when we're just trying to get the right to be treated as humans. Mm-hmm. Okay. But let's stop giving people a back door to come and slapping us down with factual stats and data. That's now, it. Now I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to speak on this because, uh, <laughs> I, and, and I know, I know, I know I can hear the voices. <laughs> I know many of you all. And guess what I'm going to say? Go to the website, www.daylifefitpodcast.com and let us know how you feel or go to www. Not www. Sorry. Go to daylifefit13 at gmail.com and let us know because I know you're going to say something. You're going to be like, what's I tell you? And I'm Mm going to say, do it that way. Mm -hmm. My response is this. And I've always had an issue with this. And this this might make a lot of the African community also feel a certain way, but I want to know why we rally around the definition of black. That's that is a definition right there because this is something that I've seen that and it's the facts are out there. The definition mm-hmm. of black, just like the definition of white, that's a definition that has put a whole generation, multi generations, for a very long time mm-hmm. on one side and taught a generation of people. And when I say on one side let me be very i want to crystal clear Mm -hmm. it has put a generation multi-generations for a very long time of a culture african and caribbean on a side that is not equal where it has also taught people of european descent a, a, a gross miseducation of history and truth it has also put them in this position, put their children's children's position in this in a in a in a thought of disconnecting from their brothers and sisters, as well as us disconnecting, because we are supposed to be human beings. There we go. Now, human beings have nations and cultures. Mm-hmm. African culture is as great as European and all other cultures. Everybody's got their strengths. Everyone's got their beauties. Everyone's got their stuff. That's it. Mm-hmm. And it always makes me. It always makes me look at the society I was raised in because I'm like, you know, what's interesting? Everybody, especially in the states, I don't know about um, in the UK or any other place, but we're we're hooked right now on these television shows like um, uh, what was it, Gladiator? 
and uh and ancient rome and greece and all these shows and spartacus and we watch these shows i'm spartacus yes everybody <laughs> likes these shows and i know where everybody's like this is about being a millionaire we gonna get there real quick but just <laughs> everybody's hooked on to these shows but when you do the history on ancient rome many ancient romans don't understand that if i'm correct i could be wrong prove me wrong mm-hmm. rome had many different leaders who weren't roman roman is a citizenship and i think sometimes people i'm not going to cut i'm going to let you keep your flow but you, the united states was modeled on a bastardized version of the roman empire if so I, much yeah. as it didn't matter where you were born if you were in the Roman Empire, you had the opportunity to be a Roman citizen. Even a slave could earn his freedom and become a fully fledged citizen of Rome and could advance as high as anyone else, even exactly. up to the Senate. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So when we look at a lot of this history in today's standards, and they're, they're trying to change it more and more and more. Mm-hmm. But old school, they model it as though, oh, this is strictly Europe. They were Africans... Mm-hmm. in rome who were yeah. living the life who were part of rome mm-hmm. they, you know and this is the thing we have had this mentality that as human beings we have all been stay over there you stay over there i'm all mm-hmm. about this i'm all about this there has been trade with cultures for as long as we were in a garb of flesh mm-hmm. you can see what african culture has contributed to european culture and asian culture as well as vice versa mm-hmm. So it makes me laugh that this creation, keyword creation of mm-hmm. separation, that mm-hmm. is actually more recent than we want to actually think about or talk about, and is actually out there of mm-hmm. black and white, mm-hmm. is in this area, in this Western world, taught to many of us. When if you look at the past, we were walking around, we would, oh, you know, what nation is this? Oh, well, guess what? I couldn't get up get along in my culture you know i'm I'm an outcast or you know i didn't want to be there or maybe i'm a nomad i'm from Mm -hmm. this land but i'm coming here and i can make my bones here Mm -hmm. that's how it always was Mm -hmm. because we're human beings so i just wanted to say that when you said about the fact that you know when you say what you said i wanted to add that to it so mm-hmm. now we get back to can we get back to thank you they shaking up today we're gonna shake them we're gonna keep shaking him. <laughs> so, daniel yes sir coming out how do we break these shackles mm-hmm. of this uh this debt this uh, being a slave to debt how do we start to do that we first have to accept that we have it as a situation you know unless i accept that something's going on how can i do anything about it and you know people are in denial i've got a great job i make six figures a year do you know how much i make do you know who i am in my workplace do you know how screwed you'll be if you didn't get a paycheck tomorrow <laughs> pandemic <laughs> pandemic right? <laughs> it's it's right there a lot of people it, ex- exactly then you're you're lining up for your stimulus check i'm gonna get my check please can i get my ppp hold on don't knock my stimulus brother i'm hated the funny thing is is that they've got they've got a variation of the stimulus check in the uk but because i've been away so long i didn't i don't qualify for it <laughs> they're so, like you, you have moved sir you're out you don't get it none for oh, you <laughs> man so yeah no but, but you know but in a real way let's look at this 
once I've identified and acknowledged that this is the situation, now I can start to create an effective roadmap to it. Now I can start to build out those micro shifts like we spoke about in the last episode, those baby steps. But I need to know also where am I going? And this goes back to the thing I said about before. Not everybody really wants to be a multi-millionaire. It just sounds sexy. Like they want to say, yeah, but, but. So identifying, for me to live the life that I want to live, and I always take this too, and there's a video on my YouTube channel um, called the Ideal Life Blueprint. It's not long, it's about a five or six minute video. And what that video does is he takes you through my model for the Ideal Life Blueprint. But once you've got that model, you can actually say, oh, I really want to live here. I like this size amount of room in my home. Mm-hmm. This is a, ha- a car that I'd like to drive. This is how many holidays I'd like to take. I'd like my kids to go to this school to have the choice to have these after school activities and so on and so forth. And once you actually map that out, what you're going to see is that you generally don't need as much as you think. I remember there's a woman in my program and she thought that her financial f- freedom figure was 100,000 a month. Okay. I was like, 100,000 a month? What kind of 100,000 a month life you want to live? I want a chef, I want this, I want that. I said, trust me, sit down, gun research and see how much all that stuff is going to cost. Turned out she needed like 15 grand a month or 20 grand a month. Okay. Okay. She said, I want a chauffeur. You can use Uber. Uber's a chauffeur. Use Uber VIP. They'll roll you around in a town car and they'll be at your beck and call and you don't have a salary. You want a chef? There are meal prep services that will come and bring meals to your house. You've got a chef. (laughs) You've got a chef. That's true. You can have a cleaner. You can upgrade your house right now, you know, and the bulk of that was her living in a bigger home. So, and the other thing as well is when we look at globalization and flexibility, like my cost of living is about a quarter, if not a fifth of what it would be living this life that I live now, say in California or like in New York or whatever. I've got a lot of square footage. I've got great views and so on and so forth, right? I live in Cargo. I actually have a higher quality of life for even less money in a place where I generally don't even have to lock the door in my house because it's so safe. Do you see where I'm coming from? So once I've identified the core elements that matter to me, now I can start to do some research and see, actually, is there a better place for me to have this experience? Is it in the same country? If so, is it in a different state, in a different city? There are people living in mansions that you wouldn't believe, for example, in, I don't know, Texas. I'm just pulling something out of my butt, right? Probably not the best place given the, the... the recent drama around Texas, but but you get where I'm coming from. You can actually have, again, that higher quality of life if you're prepared to open up to the flexibility of moving around a little bit. And here's the thing. In terms of being on the journey, being ready to take a little hit in the short term in where I live, for example, in order for me to make the come up, maybe you do want a 34th floor, high-rise, floor-to-ceiling, glass, double penthouse in Manhattan mm-hmm. but maybe you're going to go and do that in you're going to have like a just a nice penthouse for example right down in St. Louis for a little bit where you're going to sit have a certain level of quality around you but you're going to sit down and knuckle down for a year and hit your goals and then you're going to come back triumphant to New York and even get a bigger place because you, you, you've locked in and worked out what you're doing because one of the worst things that you can do in trying to build money is to start scrimping and saving and thinking in like, oh, I've got to cut down, I've got, because now the thought quality, now the emotional resonance that you've got isn't with expansion, it's with poverty and that's gonna keep you small. So finding a way 
to enjoy some level of abundance in your experience to the level that you can, even if that means moving for a little bit and doing so will set you up. When I first started, when I started my, my last business, my consulting business, um, I was working a job from one uh, from in the morning to one o'clock in the I was working a job from one o'clock in the afternoon till nine o'clock at night doing the same customer service call over and over and over again for minimum wage. But guess what? That put my eighty pound, like a hundred dollar a week, basically slumlord house share that I was living in. Mm-hmm. I got up in the morning, I worked on my business, I worked out at the gym, I went and did these mind-numbing calls over and over again. I had a BlackBerry under the table, replying emails. I was taking way too many toilet breaks to go and do business calls. And I was doing that and doing that and doing that. And then as soon as I could afford to not need to work, as in as soon as I replaced like a few hundred pounds, I'm not talking about bathing, as soon as I was able to pull my time back, create stability at a very meager level, I left the job, I took that time back and I doubled down on what was working with my business. Guess what? Within less than a year, I was making five figures a month. But I'm going to tell you, I did not move out of that crappy little house. I stayed there and I invested in a high quality office. I invested in a high quality wardrobe, power suits, so that I could show up. Even when nobody was coming in, I was embodying what I was moving into. And then guess what? Within two years, I was making six figures a month in that business. So basically, it's... it's investing into your business and i'm I'm, correct me if i'm wrong as if i'm following you because i definitely want to follow you correctly (laughs) right (laughs) investing into your business uh researching your environment Mm -hmm. you know if there's uh somewhere else that you might be able to have the same quality of life even if it's for the short term even if it's for the short term whilst you're laying those foundations okay Mm -hmm. and then the next thing is basically uh, putting it again, it seems like putting into your business, mm-hmm. you know, and, and really as you're developing that, it's starting to embody what your business is, what it is that you're doing. Because here's the thing not everybody's going to be a business person. You may be an investor, you may be a contributor to somebody else's business, mm, but okay. investing in your contribution to the value creation process. There are people running around trying to be business people that are not business people. I know that's right. right? <laughs> I know but that's they true. they may have something to contribute to somebody else's business. Then hire yourself out. Put a value in your time and contribute that into somebody else's business in a partnership. Maybe it's going to consult and bring your brain or your skills capital into the mix. And that's going to create an avenue for you to generate wealth. But regardless of what it is, if you're not investing in yourself, if you're not prioritizing this goal, who else is going to do it? Hmm. That also sounds like it has to do with being very honest with yourself. I don't see how anybody's going to get anywhere, regardless of whether it's getting their, their, their health together. Being honest with like, for example, yesterday, I'll give you an example yesterday. So I've been getting back into my fitness journey, right? And okay. um, I'm doing like a couple days of the week at the moment. One of my neighbors is a, is a, uh, is a, a personal trainer. I do a very hard workout with him on a Tuesday. My buddy Lee, he's a he's a gym freak as well. We do a heavy workout on on a, on a Saturday, and okay. then I do a lighter workout by myself on a Thursday. Whilst I'm still building up the resilience to be able to to recover, right. And so I'm just now getting into a dance now with my my getting the law of thermodynamics into place and looking at that calorie intake and making sure 
I'm getting enough proteins. My body processes fats better than carbs. So I'm not keto, 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 but I tend to have like more avocado and like good, clean, oily, fatty foods rather right. than like processed carbs and stuff like that. And yesterday I was sitting down and I had a snack. I had like a, like a, a few Pringles, a little snack mm. and I was doing my thing and I was like, oh wow, I nearly didn't put the Pringles down on my calorie chart. Ah, <laughs> got right? you, got you. I was like, I see where you're going and, with and this. And there was the voice in my head. Oh, there's only a few Pringles. No, but like that's the law of thermodynamics is what's going to get me to that 12 percent body fat that I want to get back to. Like, right. it's, it's the law of thermodynamics. Yeah, the cellular inflammation and all the other good stuff. But at the end of the day, the law of thermodynamics can't be denied. If I'm not c- keeping that balance of calorie burning, calorie intake. I'm gonna stay at that. <laughs> so I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna um, the belly's not gonna keep going down. Do you see where I'm coming from? So it's having that integrity with myself, especially when nobody's watching. Do you get where I'm coming from? I, I totally get it, and I'm so glad that you said it because, again, it's the accountability. Mm-hmm. It's one chip, two chip, three chip. <laughs> A chip crumb is putting is the accountability, and it sounds comical, but honestly this is the truth and 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 we've talked about this before Mm -hmm. when individuals ask me about strength training Mm -hmm. i always ask them why and they Mm -hmm. always find it why they always feel offended i always look at them like why are you offended i'm asking you why Mm. but most individuals aren't really truly honest with themselves as to why Mm -hmm. they just want to be a shape because i want to attract this i want to attract this I want to be this. I want to take my top off and look sexy for the ladies. Own it. Which is fine. <laughs> but don't tell me in the next breath, I want to be able to, you know, if that guy says something to me to back it up. Well, that's a totally different type that's of training. <laughs> we, need to, we need to get in a different kind of gym for that that's, one. It's, that's a totally different type of training, buddy. If you're a yeah. police officer and you're, you're going to be on the job and you come to me and you're saying the fact of, I need to train. I'm not going to train you in bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. And not unless you need some extra mass, I want you to be able to react. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially if you were going to save me. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be resourced to save me. I exactly. want you to save me. <laughs> this <is> exactly. selfish. <laughs> you know, shout out to all of our, our first responders and our police force and all the good men and women out there doing their jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I see it. It's accountability. Mm-hmm. So accountability is the first part. Mm-hmm. What would be the next part of this? I'm actually going to spin it and say accountability is part of the first part. Because ultimately, if we go back to what we spoke about last time with the construct of reality, any outcome is going to be a combination of what I'm moving towards consciously or unconsciously, what I'm choosing consciously or unconsciously, what's my intention or my program, what's my capacity energetically and emotionally to hold that intention. Mm. What is my level of belief in my ability to actually reach that outcome? Gotcha. And what are my habits and behaviors? And do those match me embodying the outcome? Mm. Something so if, think- we, if we put this in into money, my intention is to be a multimillionaire. Okay, Simon, you want to be a multimillionaire. Yes, what sir. would it feel like to be a multimillionaire? Wow. Honestly, it would feel light mm-hmm. when i say that means bills would be all bills would be paid resources available for my family as a multi-millionaire would you even be thinking about bills 
I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I really don't know. You see where I'm coming from? All right. So, do wait. So, are we thinking about bills? Are we not? Wait. What I'm, what I'm saying is, if you look at the level, do you think that Richard Branson is knows about his bills? He's got a business manager that's taking care of his bills. He's got an assistant, a housekeeper that's taking care of his bills. So, are you saying to start looking at the resources as they're already there in a sense like look if at you're the... a multi-millionaire and you're feeling as a multi-millionaire you're feeling the experience of someone that's already d- doing the thing okay. and if the version of you that's doing the thing concerned with the petty thing about doing the bills they've got someone that handles that so even the fact that you went into the bills you're still thinking and feeling as someone that's got limitation and as long as you're thinking of being as someone that's got a limitation, you're not in a space to hold the bigger piece, the bigger picture. So start thinking out of the box as to who do I go to that can handle the bills or help even, me. Even before you even get there, because that's the strategy part, the behaviors and actions. Right now, it's how does it feel to live as someone that's so baited that they don't even have to think about the bills? That's some amazing information there, Daniel. And we're going to get ready to cut this off right here for all of y'all. Because I know y'all like, wait a minute, please. He's just right there. Nah, 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 nah. This brother has, he has a lot of things to do. (laughs) And he was willing to come back because honestly, Daniel, last time we tried to get you, I think it was what, two, two months, two, three months before we could get you here. (laughs) So he was like, I enjoyed the show. I want to come back. I'm going to kick over a few more tables, mm-hmm. which I think you like doing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, that table, get it out of here. Yeah. <laughs> As always, Daniel, give us one, just mm-hmm. one tip, because we always end it mm-hmm. in this way. All right. But instead of just one tip, this is what I really want you to do more so. Because mm-hmm. I know everybody's going to be like, no, I don't need the tips. You got a lot of tips. Where can they find all this information? Your YouTube, your Instagram, your website, all of that, brother. Where can they find you? Dreamwithdan.com. You heard it. Let's say it one more time for them because I know that stop writing so fast. <laughs> Slow down. Say it one more time for them, Dan. Dreamwithdan.com. Dan, it was so good to have you back. Thank you so much. Thanks, I thanks, appreciate thanks. it. All right. And I'm going to start saving up this three thousand dollars so i can because <laughs> you, 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 you don't even you, you don't even you don't even need to do that we actually just released a foundation course that's just five hundred dollars we Wait, just released what? it we released the foundation <laughs> now the reason why we released the foundation course as well is because some people are in a, need to get into a position to make that investment in themselves some people need to get taken care of some of these basic principles like addressing debt slavery like addressing the basic mindset around putting myself together like starting to set up separate accounts and start to build up those income streams like some strategies like how can i get an extra 500 dollars a month to take care of those bills there so that i've got more mental and emotional freedom to actually move forward how can i start bringing down some of this credit card debt so i can get my credit score up how can i start using the way that the rich make money for me to start making money and that's what we call the kickstart program and that's available for people to go and get at dreamwithdan.com forward slash kickstart. But um, but what I want to just make sure everyone understands is that 
the likelihood that you're going to get somewhere overnight <laughs> is low. Right. I can say from personal experience, I made my first million at the age of 20 years old. It didn't take me very long. But I lost it quicker than I made it because I didn't know how to hold it. Some real truth right there. And then you also have a show. Do you have a show? You have a podcast. Am I correct? I do have a podcast called Do It With Dad. I was actually going to say, we need, we, need to get, we need to get you on the show. I'm, like, I'm about to say, please, good brother. Well, <laughs> look, look, just, just tell me when and and what time you need me and i'll be there we're gonna and... get the link out to you we'll get the link out to you but i'll make sure as soon as we, we hang up today i'm gonna send you the, the link over to get picked up do that and and for everybody let them know right now because i want individuals to listen part of what i'm doing here and what i feel is the most important is we are here to help humanity mm-hmm. we're not just here to scratch our backs and feel good and talk about protein shakes and, and barbell <laughs> if that was the case i could literally be at any gym and stand there and say you taking that creatine <laughs> yeah we're not doing that it's, it's maybe more than that it's about mm. uplifting our brothers and sisters as human beings so mm. that we all can do the best we can so please let them know what that podcast is do it with them the do it with dan podcast and you can head to do it with dan podcast.com or even on my website there's a link on my website to take them over to the podcast too everything's on my website do it with dan.com and with that good people we come to a close thank you dan it has been a pleasure Thanks watching you kick over tables and, and i believe <laughs> the best ah! believe i was i was writing some notes down here because i'm like <laughs> You think I'm joking? <laughs> <laughs> like, two, three years. Mm-hmm. Multi-millionaire. We'll That's be it. back after these messages, people. <laughs> and I'd like to thank Daniel for coming back and being a guest here at the Daylight Fit Podcast. It was a blast talking to him. Um, always such a, a good time when we get to speak to somebody who is passionate about their work and earnest and Daniel is is all of that in a bag of chips um, thank you so much for all of you that tuned in thank you uh, we appreciate you. we love you we love the support uh, this is a uh, uh, interview that we did sometime in 2021 and um, prior to me taking the hiatus and um it was uh i think it was very necessary uh very truthful daniel is a very candid individual and i think we need that we need that more than ever um in today's viewpoint we need that truth because when we deal with the truth it cuts through a lot of the excuse my language but the bullshit of life uh and and basically a lot of the things that we kind of put up in front of ourselves uh like daniel was talking about meditation you know and affirmations you know these things are all positives these things are all good as long as you keep them in line with the actual putting in the work you can't just use these things and not do the work and the work is you the work is me the work is ourselves the work is 
we are constantly having to work on ourselves to be better human beings, you know, and no matter what, there's no way that you can get around that. So again, thank you to Daniel for coming on to the show. If you like what you heard, if you like all the information, you can go to our, um, you can follow us on our different social media outlets. We will be posting the links as well as uh, the website to where you can uh, find Daniel and get his information and talk to him and learn what made him be a success so that he can help you be a success. As I say, we are a conduit. We connect people to the mentors that can help them be led to success because the truth of it is none of us do these things by ourselves. Even though you're putting in the work, doing the work, you have to be willing to uh, be taught. And that requires finding good teachers, good mentors. So that's what we're about here. For everyone out there, thank you for tuning in. Tune in to us next week with all new episodes. Episodes will be posted on Friday um, and Mondays as well. So, yes, thank you. And as always, be happy, be healthy, and be safe. Peace. You've been listening to the Delafit Podcast. Ta-ta for now.